No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Always More. I am Rebecca Keener. It's great to be back with you in the kitchen today. And this is one of my favorite places in the whole world. I like to get in here and cook with my family, with my husband of 35 years. He and I just celebrated 35 years of marriage. So that's a lot of meals in the kitchen. And I'm not the greatest cook. I'm kind of like a Southern cook and I like to do a lot of casseroles. So if any of you like to do casseroles, then you would probably like my cooking. But at any rate, we're not cooking up a regular meal today. We've got a spiritual meal for you to share together. And I hope you'll just settle in and just enjoy a great word from the Lord that he gave specifically to me for you today. Before we do that, get into that today and talking about the Holy Spirit, Um, I got a letter from someone who is incarcerated, and I believe he may be in California. And he said, currently I'm in prison and I've uh, seen your program, Always More, sharing about the Holy Spirit. And I want to request prayer. He says, I get out in a few months and I'm not sure where to go. And I've been praying for the path that I need to go on And uh, he said, I'm asking for prayer to help me and um, to know what God wants to do with my life. And then he ends with this. I am ready to be the man God has called me to be. Amen. That just encouraged my heart so much. So thank you to our friend who, if you're watching today and you know this is your letter, thank you so much. Uh, It blesses us in a great way to know that you are listening. And we do just agree with you in Jesus' name that he's going to take you by the hand. We've given that scripture so many times on this program, the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 14, 16, he will take you by the hand and he will lead you into all truth. So he's going to lead you. You just trust him. And that's who we talk about on this program is the Holy Spirit. And today, uh, we're talking about finding your worth and your value in the Holy Spirit. So I know this is going to encourage you as it has me in a, in a powerful way. So let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit and submit this program to you. We ask that you would saturate it with your anointing, with your presence, with your power, Lord, we just ask that you would be with all of our friends who are watching now, no matter where they are, Lord, around the world. So many are are tuning in and want to know more about the precious Holy Spirit. So we just ask that you would impart that specifically, specially, Lord, to their heart today in a great way and that our lives will be forever changed in Jesus name and everyone said amen I hear you today you sound great so we're talking about today finding your worth and your value in the Holy Spirit and I have a lot of people who say to me that you know maybe they went to church and 
Maybe they got hurt by church or they wanted to serve in a particular area and they couldn't find their place. They couldn't find their fit. So many churches have programs now that are wonderful programs called Find Your Fit. Our church actually has one as well. And they try to kind of help you see what your gifts are and where you could serve within the church. And so many times what we do is we place our whole focus, our our direction, our um, calling on men and on people rather than on God. And I know I've even done that where, you know, you go into a church and you want to feel valued. You want to feel like you're uh, bringing um, blessing to that particular place or even in your family. And you maybe look for that affirmation or that encouragement uh, to keep going and what God wants to do in your life and in my life is that He wants it to be certain and sure that it is none other than Him. And who else is better to impart that to us than the precious Holy, Holy Spirit who is the greatest person walking the face of the earth today? And He is omnipresent. He is right here in this kitchen with me just like He's right there wherever you may be, even if you are incarcerated, He is right there in that place with you, sitting with you, uh, wanting to fellowship with you. And so we have to begin to perceive and to know His presence now, especially in this time that we're living in more than ever. And so that's why we do this program is just to kind of keep it before you all the time. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, He's there. He's, he wants to fellowship with you. He wants to encourage you. And He wants to let you know you are valued and you, are, you have great worth in the kingdom of God. Now, some things from the Word of God just to back up my point here that I want to give you, and I'm just praying these get really deep in your spirit. One is Psalms 139, 13, 18. And when I was praying over this whole uh, show today and time together, this scripture was so strong on my heart. And you know the scripture, but sometimes we just quote it and say, oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. But you know what? As we quote these today, let's let the Holy Spirit impart them to us in a new and a fresh way because He can always give us a fresh perspective and a fresh anointing. Psalm 139, 13 through 18 says, For you, God, created my inmost being. My inmost being. That means all that we are physically in our soul, in our mind, in our will, in our emotions. You knit me together in my mother's womb. In other words, he put us all together, every intricate part, all 46 chromosomes as we uh, were talking about in one of our previous programs. And then it goes on to say, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. Amen. So when we think about ourselves in that way, God looks at us like we're his workmanship and we are wonderful. Maybe you grew up in a home where you didn't receive that kind of affirmation. Maybe you just got beat down all the time and just made to feel like you were just, 
you know, a problem. Well, God wants to break all of that off of you and for you to see yourself according to Psalm 139, 13 through 18, that you have been knitted together in your mother's womb. Amen. And there, if ever there was a scripture today, all life is precious. Every baby knitted together in that mama's womb, a mother's womb. Amen. Women have wombs and the baby is knitted together there. That's God's doing. And God is the one who forms us and creates us and makes us the way we are, our personalities, our, our characteristics, things about us that he loves and that he looks down on and he says, wow, that's my girl, that's my guy. They are wonderful, amen. So I just wanna speak that over you today and remind you that you have value in the kingdom of God because you are fearfully and wonderfully made according to, to that verse in Psalms. Amen. We, we are his, his treasure, his precious uh, soul that he made and he loves. And the way he feels about us is that we are his beloved. You know, I shared in one of the first programs that we ever did of Always More, kind of how it was birthed. And that was because of a ministry that had a great influence on my life called There Is More. And it was started by a lady by the name of Sue Wyatt back in the 70s, I believe. And she was an itinerant preacher who would go around to churches in South, in, in Georgia and South Georgia. And she came to our church and she would lay hands on people and pray for them. And she would speak prophetically and with a word of knowledge. And I wasn't raised in an atmosphere of the Holy Spirit in our church. We didn't, we didn't know a lot about the Holy Spirit, but we were beginning to learn about Him. And she'd put her hands on my shoulders and she would begin to say, Beloved. And I can still hear, hear her voice today, how she said it. And the minute it came out of her mouth, hot tears would just come down my face because I felt that was the heart of God speaking to me that I was beloved. And, you know, that's just a life-changing thing that when the Holy Spirit deposits that in your spirit, spirit to spirit, it changes your life to know how much He loves you, how much He values you. Amen. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says that um, you are a royal priesthood. You're not just a normal person. Once you give your life to Jesus Christ and you come into the kingdom of God, you are part of a royal priesthood. And if you've ever watched any of the royal events on television, they're always so grand and bigger than life and the clothing and everything was, is so glorious and wonderful you know what, that doesn't even scratch the surface of the kingdom that we serve in and how magnificent and how wonderful it is. And we are part of that kingdom when we give our life to Jesus Christ and we become part of that royalty, that royal priesthood. A priesthood leads, a priesthood helps guide, a priesthood helps build the kingdom of God, something that you're doing with your life to bring eternal purpose and blessing. Amen. And I want to spend my life working for the King of Kings and be part of that royal priesthood 
And first Peter said, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Amen. Sometimes we do feel peculiar when you try to make a stand for righteousness in the culture we're living in today. The devil would want you to think, you know, you're you're just weird or, you know, you just need to get with the times or you just need to get with the program. You know what? No, we want to stand on the age old word of God that is tried and true and continue in righteousness and holiness and be part of that royal priesthood. And then it goes on to say that you should show forth the praises of him who called you. You are called. I don't care where you are watching today, whether you're in a hotel strung out on drugs or wherever you are, he is calling you out of darkness. He doesn't want you living in darkness and despair and sin will do that to you and it will drag you down. I know that is my testimony and God wants to call you out of darkness, First Peter says, into marvelous light. Hallelujah. And I'm kind of surrounded. Nigel is our producer today, and I'm surrounded by lights. Amen. And so God gets us out. If I were to look at my life back in my 20s and where God has me now, only God could do this. He calls us out into his marvelous light. Matthew 6 and 26 talks about how you are valued. And Jesus said, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Edward and I were sitting out in the backyard the other day, and we were watching the cardinals and the different birds coming, and they were singing really loud. And he said, look at that. He said, they don't know what's going on with the economy. They don't know what's going on in the nation. They don't know the bad news. They're happy. Amen. And that's how we have to be and know that no matter what things look like, God is faithful and God will provide. I have proven him to be true. Amen. And then God wants us to know that we are treasured. Exodus 19 and 5 says, Now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant for you shall be my treasured possession among all people. Amen. We belong to God and he belongs to us. He said in 1 Corinthians 6, 19, you're not your own. You were bought with a price and we were bought with the blood of Jesus Christ on the finished work of the cross. When you give your life to him, you belong to him and he is responsible for everything in your life when you submit it to him and you walk in obedience to him and he treasures you. He treasures me. I was sitting in church a couple of weeks ago and the Lord had been ministering this message in my heart to bring to you. And I sat behind a family and it was uh, a mom and dad and two older children and their boyfriend and girlfriend and the boyfriend and girlfriend and the kids all came in late and I could see the dad turning around and he was anxiously looking for them and hoping they'd get there and then when they came in it was a little bit late and he just embraced them and was just so happy to all be together in church 
And just a compassion for this family came over me as I sat directly behind them, just overwhelming this feeling. And God began to just speak to me about their value and worth in the kingdom. I don't know them. I, I've Honestly, I've not sat behind them again in church. I've not seen them in a couple of weeks, but I was just so taken by this family. And the Lord said, that's how I feel. It's like he gave me just a little glimpse at his heart and how he looks at us. He looks at you. He looks at me and he says, oh, the value in that person, the worth in them, you know, and I began to sit there and think, oh, I wish I could just hear their story, the challenges they've been through, the things that they've overcome, their walk with the Lord and their testimony. You know, Revelation 12, 11 says, we overcome Satan by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. The more you tell your testimony and what God has done in your life, and it doesn't mean you have to go back through all the stuff that's been blotted out and thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, but just share what God has done and how he's changed your life and changed your perception even of yourself. You know, so many people, Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So many people and I myself have, have had to learn how to love myself. Honestly, I don't think I even liked myself. But once the Holy Spirit comes in, he's the one who gives us that confidence and that inner strength and that love even for ourselves and for others and to see how very precious and valuable we are to him. Amen. But you know what? The enemy doesn't want us to know that. And he will even try to use other Christians or even church to make us feel like we're not valuable or we're not a part of the A-team or we're not necessary there or whatever the situation may be. But you know what? That is a lie of the enemy. And one thing that we have to know is the more we walk in the Holy Spirit, sometimes people will turn their back on us. Sometimes we will be rejected. Jesus even said that in 1 John 15, 18. He said, if the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. So Jesus dealt with that spirit of rejection. Isaiah 53 and 3 says he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows. You know, whenever you sense that rejection, whether it's in your marriage or your home or your family um, or in church or at on the job, it's a painful thing. It's a very painful thing. And we have talked about, you can go back on our YouTube channel and and um, review this, but we did a whole program on the spirit of rejection. That is a spirit I've had to battle with over the years and to take a stand against. But you can only break that spirit of rejection and that sorrow with the power of the Holy Spirit. But Isaiah prophesied, he said, Jesus is a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. He knows the grief of rejection. He knows that grief of feeling not wanted or not valued or nobody recognizing who he was. You know, he would continually, who do you say I am? And he would have to ask his disciples, who do you say I am? He even told his disciples, if you go into a town, 
and they don't receive you because he had earlier said a prophet's not even accepted in his own land. He said, shake the dust from your feet. Amen. So if you, as you go through this journey of life and you encounter people who reject you or they don't see the value and the worth and who you are, you know what? You just have to just turn that over to God and keep moving forward and say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to show me that I'm valuable, that I am treasured, I'm beloved, I'm a royal priesthood, I am everything you said I am in your word. And you know what? The Holy Spirit, I don't know how he does it. It is a supernatural thing, but he is the one who will come in and he will boost your confidence. He will teach you how to love yourself and take care of yourself so that you can minister for him, so that you can take care of others. He wants you to take care of yourself physically and spiritually and emotionally. You know, there's so much talk right now about mental health problems. But you know what? If we don't start spiritually, that's where it all begins, healing. You got to start spiritually getting the Word of God. And the Bible says we'll have the mind of Christ. He can come in, the Holy Spirit, and heal mental illness. He can come in and give us a new mind. He can take a stony heart out of us and put in a new heart. You know, all of these promises that we have, but it starts in the spiritual first. And then the other areas of our life, the soulish realm, the mind, the will, the emotions, the physical man, all of those areas of our life are transformed. Our thoughts about ourselves in realizing that we are valuable. We are valuable to God. We are valuable to the body of Christ. We're valuable to our families, our homes. You know what? You are even valuable to the generations that are going to follow you because what decisions you make now to follow Christ will affect generations to come. Amen. But this has to be imparted to you by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God for their folly to him. In other words, they're just foolish. He is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So as you continue to walk in the Holy Spirit and meditate on His Word and meditate on the Holy Spirit, He just begins to impart to you more and more how valuable, just like when I was sitting behind that family in church and seeing them in the spirit of how valuable they were to God. That's how He looks at you. That's how He looks at me. That's how He looks at our producer, Nigel. You are valuable to Him and you are precious to Him and He loves you and He wants you to be overwhelmed with that feeling. But if you're always looking to people, maybe a pastor, maybe you're looking at a parent, maybe you're looking at a best friend, maybe you're looking at a spouse and trying to get your value and your worth from them, make me feel good about myself, validate me, Tell me how much I'm helping here. Tell me how good I am. You know, I've done all that kind of crazy stuff before we all have. But you know what? It always fails because we are imperfect people 
and we never really live up to that perfection and standard of who Jesus Christ is in our life. He was the only perfect man who ever walked the face of the earth and the Holy Spirit in His perfection will just begin to just pour that in our spirit so that we're not constantly grabbing and trying to get other people to make us feel like we belong or we're special. No, you just begin to know it deep, deep down in your heart. Amen. Isaiah 49 and 16, God said through the prophet Isaiah, Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Of course, he's talking about Israel there, but he says that over us as well. We're engraved on the palms of his hands as well. And Jesus is reminded of his love and sacrifice for us when he sees those nail prints in his hands, the scars that he bore on the finished work of the cross, that he loved us. You're so valuable to him that he hung on a cross and willingly gave up his life so that you and I could be part of his family, his kingdom, and have eternal life. That's powerful stuff. And so the next time you you feel rejected or you feel like, well, I've, you know, I can't find my fit in church or I can't find my fit in ministry. Or, I don't feel valuable. I've given my life to Jesus, but I just don't ever feel like he uses me. Those are all strongholds and lies of the enemy that he wants to pull down in your mind. And for you to be reminded today by the power of the Holy Spirit speaking through me that you are valuable and you are precious to Him, and your testimony matters, and what you've been through matters. It matters to God, and it matters to the body of Christ. And you need to tell your story over and over. Tell the next generation how God brought you through, and you'll be blessed. You'll be an overcomer, Revelation says, as a result of it. So don't look to man for your validation. Amen. Look to the person, capital P, of the, of the Holy Spirit, and He will let you know how powerful and how strong and how necessary and needed you are in the body of Christ. And He'll use you in ways you never even imagined. It'll be an amazing journey with Him. So let's just pray that today, shall we? If you're just sitting there and you say, you know what, that's me. I have felt like just a piece of trash. I feel like I don't help anybody. I don't belong anywhere. I'm just always the odd man out in my family or whatever. Just say, Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now just to heal my heart. I ask you to fill me with your strength and your power. I ask you, Lord, to let me know that I am valued and I am loved by you. I invite you, Holy Spirit, to change my life. And I need you today to impart this to me and then take me to the places where I can be used effectively for you and fulfill your call on my life. In your name we pray, amen, amen. I pray that if you prayed that prayer today that you're gonna see a, a difference in the days to come, that you're gonna just know that God is with you and He's leading you and let Him just comfort you. Now, one of the scriptures about the Holy Spirit is He is your comforter. When you feel rejected, just say, Holy Spirit, I need comfort right now. I'm feeling rejected. I feel hurt, bruised. I need you to pour that balm of Gilead over me and heal my heart. 
He does it every time. And then people that just seem to matter so much, their approval and their validation, all of that just gets washed away through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because He's the important one that we always need to look to and ask Him, what do you think of me, Holy Ghost? Where can I be used? Amen. We love you. It has been so wonderful being in the kitchen with you today. I pray this has blessed you. We look forward to being with you next time on Always More TV. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.